Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company. This is Politico Energy. I'm Josh Siegel. Senator Joe Manchin wants to cut off the Treasury Department from giving out the new electric vehicle tax credits that were passed as part of the Inflation Reduction Act for now. Manchin doesn't want Treasury to give the credits out unless the vehicles meet strict battery and domestic sourcing requirements, which the department hasn't outlined so far. The bill from Manchin Wednesday just adds to the broader tensions that the Biden administration faces over the EV tax credits. For one, Manchin, who helped craft the IRA, is now openly disagreeing with the Treasury Department over how a part of the law should be implemented. And two, since the IRA was passed, the EV tax credits have come under fire from European and Asian allies, while at the same time, automakers are racing to onshore their battery supply chains and build up their EV infrastructure. So today we chat with Politico's Tanya Snyder about why Manchin is now pushing to delay the EV tax credits and if his push will make it through Congress. It's Friday, January 27th. Tanya, Senator Joe Manchin has introduced new legislation that aims to cut off electric vehicle tax credits that don't meet strict domestic sourcing requirements that he wrote into the Inflation Reduction Act. So what's going on here and why is Manchin upset with how this part of the law is being implemented so far? Yeah, it's kind of confusing. So the way the law was written, it said that these new requirements would come into effect at the beginning of 2023 once the Treasury had issued guidance on how they'll be interpreted. But at the very end of 2022, December 29th to be exact, Treasury put out some interim guidance and a white paper, but they didn't have final guidance on how they're going to implement those domestic sourcing requirements. Those requirements say that a certain percentage of the minerals in the battery of an electric vehicle need to be sourced from the United States or a country with which we have a free trade agreement. And then the other half of the tax credit, the eligibility is based on where the battery components come from, that they need to be manufactured or assembled in North America. But Treasury said, we're not ready to really figure out the ins and outs of those domestic sourcing requirements. So we're just going to start the new tax credit without these strings attached that Joe Manchin had been very, very intentional about putting into the law. Right. And so remind us again, though, why did Senator Manchin and other Democrats think the domestic battery and critical mineral sourcing requirements were important to have to begin with? Well, he says and he said on the floor on Thursday when he was trying to get unanimous consent for his bill, he's very dedicated to improving energy security, energy independence, making sure that the United States is not dependent on another country and especially not an adversary for our energy stability. And at this point, the components and minerals that we use to make electric vehicle batteries, the great majority come from China. And he's trying to kind of will into existence a domestic industry that will take care of these energy needs. And actually, that is happening at an incredibly fast pace, but not fast enough. These tax credits, if they were implemented now, probably no vehicle, no electric vehicles would be eligible for the tax credits. And this is happening when Joe Biden and the entire Biden administration 
are doing everything they can to electrify the fleet to decarbonize transportation. They just put out a big blueprint about decarbonizing transportation. They are full trying to get off of traditional internal combustion engine vehicles and onto electric. So this is a real roadblock on the way to electrification. Right. And then, so in in delaying issuing the final guidance, clearly Treasury and the Biden administration at large is grappling with this kind of competing pressure from international allies who've complained that the way Manchin designed the credits discriminates against their companies. What's your sense of how the administration is dealing with that and just kind of the pressure it is facing? Yeah, the administration is between a rock and a hard place on this. European allies are furious about these subsidies for U.S.-made vehicles, U.S.-made components, and other subsidies as well that go directly to the manufacturers of clean energy. They think that these are unfair trade practices. And so European allies have been very, very unhappy with this and have been expressing that loud and clear since the IRA passed over the summer. But also you have automakers in the United States saying we are not ready and that instead of improving this tax credit, you're essentially eliminating it for the time being until we can get our supply chains brought on shore. And that takes time. They are racing against the clock. They are doing it as fast as they can, but it's not going to be fast enough for 2023 tax credit and 2023 model vehicles. Gotcha. And then the politics of this whole dispute are pretty interesting. We saw Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell criticize Senator Manchin by name on the Senate floor earlier this week, just kind of making the point to to show the Democrats are in disarray. You have Manchin kind of fighting his own law. And then the same point, right? I mean, the sense has been that maybe Democrats are reluctant to reopen the IRA and actually pass Manchin's bill. So what's your sense on whether Manchin's bill here will gain any traction in Congress, or is it maybe meant to just kind of cover his tracks and also put pressure on the Biden administration. He got one co-sponsor, Senator Braun from Indiana, a Republican. He brought it to the Senate floor and asked for unanimous consent. It did not get unanimous consent. And honestly, Treasury says that they're going to put out guidance on this in March. So what he's essentially trying to do in late January is close the window between late January and sometime in March when Treasury comes out with its guidance, at which point those requirements would come into effect in whatever way the Treasury is going to put them into effect, which I think is still an open question. Because like I said, although the Biden administration is on board with the goal of bringing the supply chain and the manufacturing of batteries and components into the United States, that is a shared goal, the way in which this particular provision in the Inflation Reduction Act actually ends up disincentivizing the purchase of electric vehicles, or at least eliminating an incentive for the purchase of electric vehicles, really runs counter to what the administration is trying to do. So I think that they're trying to juggle all of that as they figure out what their guidance is going to look like. Also, on Thursday, the Department of Interior issued an order to protect a large swath of Minnesota lakes and wilderness from mining, dealing a blow to the years-long effort to build a copper mine in the region. The order signed by Secretary Deb Holland protects over 225,000 acres of the watershed and forest land connected to the federally protected Boundary Waters Canoe Area. The move from the Biden administration prevents the area from mining and geothermal federal leasing for the next 20 years. 
The region has been part of an ongoing partisan fight between Minnesota's members of Congress and has become a political football of sorts for the past three administrations, which have intermittently withdrawn and reinstated a lease for a Chilean mining company to extract copper there. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our free newsletter at politico.com slash power switch and subscribe to Politico Pro to read our morning energy newsletter. Some of the music in today's show was composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. Norma Malaykel is the podcast producer. Magu Manavan edited the show this week. Jenny Amitz is the executive producer of audio at Politico. Our editors are Matt Daly and Gloria Gonzalez. I'm Josh Siegel, and we'll see you back on Monday. Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company. Chevron is developing renewable diesel made with biofeedstock that can help reduce the life cycle carbon emissions of heavy-duty transport fuels today. Learn more at chevron.com.